Before we get started, I have an important message. If you're on Medicare or about to be, you don't want to go it alone. And you don't want to just call the first guy who sends you a postcard. My husband did that, and he wound up with some bad advice that costs us a penalty each month that will never go away. So what can you do? Contact one of our member experts by going to certifiedmedicareagents.com and searching your state for an agent. You'll be able to look through our member agents and read about them. Then you can reach out to the agent or broker you select directly through the site. Now, one thing you should know is other sites who do this sell your information to 15 or more agents so you can get hundreds of unwanted phone calls. Not so with CertifiedMedicareAgents.com. You'll only be contacted by one agent, and if there is a problem, I may personally reach out to you, but generally you will only hear from the one agent you select. So head on over there right now before you forget and find a qualified and certified agent that can help you today. Now, let's start our program. Welcome back to the Rock Your Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and today we're going to talk about where did this idea of retirement even come from? I mean, it's crazy. When I started this show back in 2016, it's because I personally was having a hard time with the idea of retiring. Now, although financially I can retire, I couldn't then, and so far I can't now, just pull that trigger. Over the years, I've learned that well, I'm not the only one, and I'm not sure if I should retire at all since I feel purpose in what I do, but there is a great feeling of knowing that I could at any time decide to no longer work for money, and it would be totally fine. Today's guest host is a content developer and a brand specialist. She actually works with businesses to create realistic content plans that help them grow and thrive. Now, you might be wondering what a content plan is is because you're probably not in the internet marketing world. Basically, it's free information that helps people know what you know. And since once they know you, they might contact you, it's a great way to grow your business. Now, for example, this show. Although it didn't start out as a content plan, because I don't actually talk about money, investments, or insurance. For example, this show. It didn't start out as a content plan, because I don't really talk about insurance on this show. But people wind up finding out about what I do, and then when they need Medicare insurance, they reach out to me. So what Kristen does is she helps people really focus that type of activity. Now, I met Kristen Eden on Twitter. She's got a lot of great ideas on retirement, so I'll be welcoming her to the show in just a minute. We're not going to be talking about content marketing in our four-part series. We'll be talking about a few different spiritual aspects of retirement. In the first of four episodes with Kristen, we'll explore where the idea even came from about retirement. That's the episode today we'll be talking about. In the second of four, next week's episode, we'll talk about why 85% of baby boomers are planning to work 
longer, into their 70s, and some of them even, even into their 80s. In the third of four episodes, we'll be discussing whether retirement is even a good idea at all. And lastly, in the fourth episode, we'll discuss how hiring older workers can improve your business. But before we start, I wanted to tell you that this episode is brought to you by the Medicare Quick Step-by-Step Guide for Signing Up for Medicare. If you are signing up for Medicare for the very first time, you probably already know how confusing it can be. This step-by-step guide is absolutely free and it'll help you easily make the transition to Medicare. Get it free at medicarequick.com slash checklist. And best yet, I'm the founder of Medicare Quick and I love helping people with their Medicare. Okay, I won't make you wait any longer. Let's go ahead and bring on Kristen Edens, one of my favorite thought leaders, on retirement. Kristen, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. But before we jump in, tell my listener how you got involved in helping people and businesses with their own thoughts on retirement. <laughs> that Well, first of all, Kathy, hello, and thank you for having me on your wonderful show. And thank you to all your listeners for keeping your show active and going and, and very popular. So thank you for that. Thank you. So how did I get involved with helping people find what's next for them? Exactly. It was, it was through my own experiences. And and I, I followed the traditional path of life. And what I mean by that is, is uh, went to high school, graduated very high because that was expected. Right. And, and then go to college right after call uh, high school, get that first degree work, get a second degree work. And, and you just keep playing that game, playing that game. But I, I ran into uh, a little bit of problem is even, even in uh, my bachelor, my undergraduate days, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Like most of us. Like most of us, but it was expected. It didn't matter. You choose. And and so here's the thing. My parents chose for me, but (laughs) I, I balked. I balked. It's like, I I don't, my, my, both my parents are well-educated and they have a PhD and masters and all this stuff. And so they expected the same of their daughter. And that was the pattern. And dad wanted me to go a sciencey route. Mom wanted me to go a health route. I wanted to write. But, but Kathy, both my parents and well-meaning relatives were saying there's no money in writing. Don't do that. You need make writing your hobby. You want right. something, you know, money. So what'd and, you do? Oh, I fought with dad for two and a half years as an undecided uh, college student and dad was ready to kill me. <laughs> and and he he uh, sat me down and said, you have a week to decide or you're out of college. Oh, and, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, don't tell was... me you became a science writer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm getting to that. It was such a long and involved process, but I'll, I'll try to condense the story. But what happened was I came back a week later and said, okay. And remember, dad wanted me to go a science route. Mom wanted me to go to a health route. I decided to become sports management. 
a major. That's not even anywhere near any of those things. (laughs) Oh, it gets better. It gets better. And so they didn't know what it was. And I had to produce uh, uh, career aspects and, and, income projections and growth potential and and finally got mom and dad on board with that and eventually ended up getting a master's degree in exercise physiology but the thing is is it took me 10 years to find a job wow in in my chosen career path and i'm thinking Oh, so stress. It was stressful. And how am I going to follow the game of life and retire successfully? And da 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 da. Yeah, how does that bring you to where you are now? Well, what happened was while I was trying to get this job, I was writing because that's always what I wanted to do, anyways. And one thing led to another. And I realized I eventually did get a job working in a clinical setting in a hospital, but I realized. I loved writing. And so that's going to be even before side gig became a term. Mm -hmm. That was my side gig. And I was working towards, okay, here's this job, but I'm working towards this side gig with the goal to eventually, and secretly, I wasn't going to tell my parents (laughs) that I'm going to become a writer full time. And that's what's going to take me to the end of my days. Well, then all of a sudden, bam. 2008, 2009 hits, and I realize this is not where I want to be. There's more to life, and I can't count on the game of life playing me right. What were you doing back then in 2008? 2008, I was working at a hospital in a cardiac rehab and physical therapy department. So you were doing that for all those years. and For eight years, I got a job. Yes. And then in 2008, we had the downturn in the economy. So is that when you started writing full time? Uh, I had started writing full time about three years prior to that. But it was just just anything. But you were still working. Oh, yeah. I was still working. It was my side gig. My my hospital job was my full time. Well, it was a part time job. The writing was the side gig. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, great. And now you don't work in the hospital anymore, right? No. Okay. And you've actually become a thought leader in retirement. So how did, how did that happen? That's another interesting story is that once I quit my hospital job, again, a very tumultuous, tumultuous time for the entire country. I also divorced. Mm -hmm. I also moved across the country with the intent to start a new life over as myself. No more of this baggage of playing the game of life and all this crap. And so I started off with a basic copywriting business, but through the process and everybody else going through a lot of the job issues and insecurities, which we'll get to in our episodes, is I found my people. And those people were those who were over 40, over 50, over 60 in my similar situation. So all of a sudden, we're underemployed, we're unemployed, we're dealing with a lot of family issues, the family unit is coming back together, and and then the sandwich generation, which I talk a lot about, is, and that is people our age 
and it could go be anywhere from 30s and up, caring for adults, for our parents, ourselves and our partners, and our children or our grandchildren. And as I saw that building and those people rallying around, and I, I started to blog about it. And then what happened was people will go, this is amazing, Chris. How, how did you do it? Teach me how to do it. Tell me how to do it. And so that's what led to where I am now because people needed those answers. People wanted to hear how I managed, how I survived because I was living it. Okay, so you said that people wanted to learn how you did what you do. Does that mean that they wanted to learn how to start writing or they wanted to learn how to start over? They wanted to learn how to start over. So what that meant was going from where they were to something new. So just like I worked this job, they wanted to see, they wanted to learn how to do what I did, which is go somewhere completely different and start new and build a new life or a new, uh, as they call it, a second act. And, and they wanted to hear my stories. And so that's what attracted people to learn more, to want to know more, to hear more stories about how to make that possible. That's awesome. Because that's, as you know, it's some of the things that we talk about on this show. Um, so let's get into the article. And that is, where did the idea of retirement even come from? Um, let's see. Who is the author of this article? Let's see. Where did retirement come from? His name is... Uh, Mike Drake or Mike Drack? I'm not sure how I to pronounce that. Neither am I. I think it's Mike Drack, but he has a website called Victory Lap Retirement, and he's he's one of my people. He He's not one of my protege, I would call it, but... He's, again, another one that had all those changes come along and decided, you know what, there's something beyond this. And so I've known him for a little while through Twitter, and I saw this article, and I thought, oh, my gosh. this Because I was curious, too. Where did this theory of retirement come from? And right. why is it the gold standard, but that gold standard was just such for such a brief period of time that it, it is no longer applicable. Well, I thought it was interesting that retirement started in 1881, 1881 in Prussia. Right. I mean, right. how how interesting was that? I don't know. I just I just thought that that was really interesting and that it was based on the, the retirement that we have here in the United States. Now, are you in the U.S. or are you in Canada? Where are you? I, I'm in St. Louis. Oh, oh, that's right. You're in the U.S. That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I get confused. No worries. Um, and this is an interesting statistic that when our social security system was put in place, life expectancy for men was 58 and for women was 62 and I actually verified that on the socialsecurity.gov website. Mm -hmm. You can just go to www.ssa.gov/history/lifeexpect.html and I'll have a link to that in the show notes. But Good. yeah, can you believe that? Women only lived to 62 and men lived to 58 and they made the social security retirement age at 65. <laughs> yep. Yep. We weren't supposed to live that long. That's probably why they made it that age 
so that eh, it's not going to be that much of a financial burden on them or us for the most part. But boy, we changed that. <laughs> no kidding, because now with t modern technology, you know, we're living longer and longer. And yeah, so so he talked about in the article how, like you just said, they weren't even expecting to pay anything. I mean, think about it. If Social Security now was similar in the concept to Social Security then, you wouldn't even start receiving it till you're like 85. Mm -hmm. Can you yep. imagine the backlash if they move the retirement age to the 85? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think would happen if they moved the Social Security retirement age to 85? Well, we already know what's happening with them considering it at 70, 71, or 72. And a lot of people are, are, well, what it comes down to is people are realizing they can't rely on those, those services and those things that our parents and our grandparents relied on. So that's why in the last few years, there's been this massive shift of, I'm going to take care of myself and not really fully retire, re rely on 401ks, uh, pensions, or Social Security. It's going to fall on me. Well, so, that used to, that used to be the three-legged stool, right? The Social Security, right. pensions, and, re and your own savings. But right. nobody has a pension anymore unless you work for the government. Nope. And, um, you know, people lost a bunch of money in their 401k plans. And then what they do when they lose money is they, they move it all to cash and then they lock in all those losses. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. It's, it's just crazy. I used to see that all the time when I was working in finance. But yeah, it's, it's hard. And then what about, you know, when you, the idea of retirement, I think he said in the article that people, people won't hire people that are older. So you're kind of forced out once you, once you hit a certain age. I mean, I've heard so many people tell me that after they hit the age of 50, they can't get a job and you, you don't get your social security till you're 65. So what do you do? I mean, come on. Well, the last 10 years have proven to be very, very fascinating in, in the change of mindset in the society and employers and corporations and such. So 10 years ago, layoffs and early retirements, forced retirements were just rampant. And then it, it just turned anybody over 50, boom, they were out with with okay here's a small retirement early retirement bonus but it was not enough but as as we all know that there was this massive concern and and unemployment and what's going on and what are we going to do and then these people realized i can no longer rely on that three-legged stool i've got to rebuild the stool myself so how's that going to happen finding the side gigs doing freelance entrepreneurship and so, and then still the job hunt. And now people are coming to realize, and that's in some of the other articles we're going to discuss, is that employers are realizing, wait a minute, there's a lot of wisdom and experience and knowledge that these people can bring us. And now we're coming back to it to yeah. offer the Flexibility. I think you're right, yeah. Mm -hmm. But there is still a lot of it out there. I mean, I was talking, yes, I think it was yesterday, to uh, one of my Medicare, she was, she's not a client yet, but she's 
currently working and she's 66, I think, maybe 67. And she works for a law firm. And so of course she's not on Medicare yet because she's got, uh, you know, she's got a really great medical plan at work. And she said that the only reason why she's thinking about retiring is because the person that hired her is probably going to leave. And she said where she works that if you're over 50 and the partner leaves, you're going to be out of there in three months. And the reason is because the people that are older are making, you know, they've worked there for a while and they're making more money and the firm can save a lot of money if they get rid of you and bring on a 25-year-old who's making a third or half of what you're making. So even though that new person is probably going to take longer to get things done on it. Isn't that funny how they, they're penny wise and pound foolish, like I would say, you know, you're paying less per hour, but probably right. more in the long run because it's going to take somebody longer because they don't have the same experience as you. And, and that is just part of the old mindset. We're living with old mindsets from our parents and our grandparents' day and moving towards or now we're full into it that that just doesn't work we need the flexibility we need the variation of multi-generational workplaces and and workforces and because we're to the point where we need all that we need the tech knowledge that digital nativeness which is very popular with the younger but we also need the wisdom and the experience and the dedication. And how to deal with people face-to-face. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that, that's something I read about all the time and, and, and how the older generations have that ability where the younger ones are just put your, your device down and look me in the eyes. Right, <laughs> but it's a different culture, a different world. So yeah, the, I love the idea of multi-generational. I mean, that's obviously a, a hot topic right now, not just in our world, but also in assisted living. They are trying to bring the old and the young together, and, and they've done some studies where it helps both mm-hmm. generation, you know, all the generations when you have different ideas from different generations coming together and, and talking, so... Right, right. Oh, that's a whole other area of interest to me is how to combine that to just it it just so better unifies our society. But that's oh, that's another hot topic of mine. Right, right. Hey, before we end the show, I just wanted to um I we did a little bit of research and found out a couple of things and that is disadvantages of working longer of of uh not retiring. And that is that if you're not passionate about your work, or if you're working in a job that's physically demanding or stressful, the idea of continuing work is not very pleasant, you know, and if you're working in a physical, physical job, it might not be possible. You know, if you're a construction worker, or if you're, even if you're a waitress, beyond a certain age, you know, when those sort of uh, aches and pains start coming, it can be more difficult. And 
older workers can make it more difficult for the young to get their foot in the door, you know, if they're not retiring. So these are some sort of disadvantages. Also, if you receive Social Security benefits before re full retirement age, you, there is a significant penalty. And if you receive Social Security benefits while you're still working, there's a penalty if you're not full retirement age. Now, for me, full retirement age is 67. And I know it is, like you mentioned earlier, it's, it's getting longer and longer over time. I don't know if it's 70 yet, right? I don't, I don't think it is. I don't think it is, but right now it has not been established at precisely 70. But the wisdom is wait until 70. Right, that because way... you get an 8% raise every year. And, yeah. You know, so you might as well. That's, that's basically, regardless of when I retire, I won't be receiving my Social Security till I'm 70. So anyway... Yeah, so I just wanted to let the listeners know that there is a another episode that you might want to go to that relates to this, and that is the episode, What to Do After Retirement. Because if you, you know, maybe you're thinking about retiring, maybe you're not, but the episode rockyourretirement.com slash podcast slash what to do after retirement might help you with that. Let me just pull that episode up and I'll tell you who the guest was. The guest was actually one of our listeners, Steve Cousins, and he came on the show to tell us what he's doing and one of the things were he not running away from something but running towards something. And that's kind of what Kristen talks about, you know, finding your passion and running to that whether that's paid work or maybe not. So Kristen, thanks so much for coming on the show. How can our listeners contact you if they want more information about what you do? I would say the best way to reach me would be go to my website at kristenedens.com and that's spelled K-R-I-S-T-E-N-E-D-E-N-S.com. Great. And we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Thanks right. so much for coming on. I really appreciate you co-hosting with me for these four episodes. So for the listener, we appreciate your coming in and listening. And we'll see you next week on Rock Your Retirement. Retirement.